0: The b- I I Presenting The Art of Not Giving a Fuck with Garrett Don.
1: I don't give a
0: fuck. I just don't give a fuck.
1: Presenting The Art of Not Giving a Fuck with Garrett Don. All right, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Not Giving a Fuck Victim to Adventurer podcast. And today we've got Teresa Misty uh, Moseco, and please correct me if I'm pronouncing that wrong.
0: No, that was perfect.
1: Uh, From now forth, we'll, we'll go forward with Misty. So welcome to the show, Misty. Thank you very much for coming on.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Uh, and the way that uh, I got in touch with Misty was just through uh, Ben Settle's podcast, and uh, she's been sending out some excellent emails uh, every day for uh, advertising for that show, telling great stories, and, uh, and even selling some, some really useful products. So I wanted to have you on, Misty, and uh, tell some of those stories, because they seemed really inspiring. So uh, I guess an obvious place to start would be Uh, Your own process Uh, so right now you're you're running uh, 10,000 strong.com And we'll get into that i'll have you tell us how that came about and what what that dream is of yours Uh, but first i wanted to get into something personal so uh, Where you know on your on your other website for tmtraining.ca You say if you would have told misty five years ago She was going to become a weight loss and wellness expert she would have choked on her chocolate bar so, so tell us about that. So, just dive right in. Where where were you at? Where, where where was your head at five years ago? What was going on with you?
0: Yeah, well, you know what? Um, it's actually probably been a bit longer now. I should probably update that now. But um, yeah, I would say I would say about uh, nine nine years ago, and and all the years leading up to that, I was uh, considered uh, morbidly obese. So the mm-hmm. doctors, um, I go to the doctors, and they'd be like, "Okay, you got to lose some weight. If you don't lose weight, you're going to run into you know all these heart heart." Uh, Issues and diabetes and, and all and all these kinds of things, but I wasn't uh, mentally ready, and I wasn't really in a place to lose weight at that time. So I just keep get, I just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until um, I topped out at three hundred and five pounds, and um, I just I was miserable. I was I was I was very miserable and very embarrassed and very. I'm disgusted, and uh, I was out with some friends, and we were at a bar, and I tried to sit down in one of the chairs at the bar, and it had handles on the side. It was a bit like sort of a a chair with um, that you have on on a deck, like an outdoor chair, and it was handles, and I couldn't fit my ass and my hips into this chair because it was too big, and I was like, oh my, I was mortified. Right? If I had tried to like jam my butt into that chair, it would have literally stuck to my hips when I stood up, like that's uh-huh. how, that's how, <laughs> so I didn't try. I just stood for the rest of the evening and everyone was like, oh, come and sit down. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to stand over here. Oh. So I'm fine. And that was a big wake up call. And, uh, and I just thought, you know what, like I, this has, something has to change. And, uh, and so I started working out with some friends and the rest is history as they say.
1: Oh, there's got to be some more in there. That, that had to oh. be a crazy mental, uh, journey for you. I mean, that, that was, that was, that must've been just the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure that was building up for a long time. No.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've always been the big girl. I've always been the, you know, the girl with the pretty face, but you know, the, the big body and, and people used to say that to me all the time, they would, uh, they'd say, Oh, you have such a pretty face, you know, and then, and then they would stop talking. And, um, and then and, and I knew, you know, and I always had sort of a big personality. I could laugh it off, you know, lots mm-hmm. of jokes and I don't care what size I am type thing. But underneath it was it was very difficult. And um and luckily I, I met a great group of people and, and they persuaded me, um, or basically strong armed me into coming to a boot camp um that was a local boot camp in a park. And oh, okay. I started doing that. Yeah, that's 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 really where I started and that's kind of the whole the whole s- circle of life as it were and that's why I own the companies that I do today was because I was forced <laughs> against my will into this horrible boot camp, you know.
1: Wow. So mm-hmm. what was that like inside your mind? I mean, how did it you know, cuz I I I know that it's not just uh show up, start working out and everything's okay. I mean, that's a massive shift from from I mean your whole psychology about uh who you are i mean how you even define and think of yourself was completely based on on well now a different character than you are now i mean physically different but almost you know your whole attitude i'm sure
0: it was it was um it was very um depressing <laughs> it was very it was very humbling because I'm six feet anyway, as it is, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, people consider me to be um, a dominant, strong individual, and, um, and 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 maybe outwardly I looked like that. But it was that the boot camps were just awful. I couldn't keep up with everyone. You mm. know, I could, They were all off in the distance doing, and I was like, you know, gasping for air and trying to keep up with them. So, there was definitely, um, definitely a just a hard dose of discipline to make me keep going, and I. I I think I was too scared to, to not go. I think I thought, Oh God, if I keep going like this, if I keep, you know, eating and not working out, I'm just going to be 700 pounds. And you know, so it was, uh, I think fear kept me going, not actual motivation to work out, just plain fear.
1: (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah. That can be a great motivator, I suppose. And it's, it's um, and I think a lot of guys listening can relate not necessarily to being under the, the physical weight, but but, you know, the weight of any kind of, uh, that hiding out, you know, it sound, sounded like that, and, for, and correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe there was a sense of hiding out uh, inside, underneath all the weight. Like you said, there was the outside personality, and then there was the inside depression.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I hid behind a facade of, of jokes, and, I, you know, and, I, and I, could, I can tell some mean jokes, and I've got a very quick-witted sense of humor, and, and that gets you a long way. Uh, and no one needs to know the the real you if you can hide behind all that. So there's definitely definitely two sides to every story, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. So as it, so so you start doing the working out, you start changing your your diet. I'd imagine. I noticed that you also became a, a nutritionist. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Yeah.
1: So that because obviously that becomes an important part of things. Uh, so I, how did you how did how did it feel to, for the the real you? so to speak to start coming out from under all this when did that start to happen along the process because this must have taken what did it take six months a year how long did it take you to to shed all the the uh, extra weight it's
0: actually it took me two and a half it took me two and a half years which um, is a painstakingly long battle Um, but I don't do anything by halves and so Mm -hmm. it just had to be there I actually didn't change anything um, uh, internally uh, for nine months. Not, it took me nine months to even see one shift um, in weight, one shift. I just kept you know, driving away for nine months. I figured so, at one point something has to give and, <laughs> yeah. and about nine <laughs> it's got to give, come on. So uh, nine months in things started to shift. I started to lose a little bit of weight and uh, things started looking up and about six months after that I, I told the boot camp owner, I said I'm going to become a fit instructor and if you want me to work for you I will do that and uh, I was still 50 pounds overweight at this point, And she said, yeah, let's do it. And that was when it all started to come together. Now, the nutritionist portion came a little bit later because I found that while I was motivating people for working out, I, I didn't really know that much about nutrition. The, you know, the 20 some odd years before that, i only taught me how to drink wine and eat wine. I, ha- I had a lot of learning to do in that respect. So I went mm-hmm. back to school.
1: Wow so that that so it becomes it, it ends up becoming a, a complete transformation from the sounds of it so so what were you doing before that then in terms of work or, or business
0: oh I had a very exciting desk job and I was the uh, retail sales specialist for an automotive safety kit company
1: oh wow <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was great um, Sad yeah, to that's look- what I did before and I and I had my little desk you know my little cubicle and the water cooler, it was great, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the movie uh, Office Space?
0: That was me. That was literally me. That oh, was, no. That was, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, that's, that, that's just an amazing – go ahead.
0: I was going to say it was, it was at that job, actually, when I was sat there looking at my, my gray walls and my little rat maids of an office. I just – I thought to myself, you know what? There is got to be more than this. And and what is it that I want to do with life? Like, what do I want to do in my life? What do I, I can't do this forever. And a little voice just popped up and it said, you were uh, born to help people. And it was basically from that point on that I had to figure out in what medium was I supposed to help people. And and when I was 300 pounds, I did not think it was going to be personal training. But anyway, (laughs) here we are, you know, here we are today.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's, that's, no, that's a perfect, it's a perfect depiction how once you start taking taking some kind of action and like you said for you nine months i mean that's just amazing just plugging away nine months till you finally start to and i'm sure there were things changing but for you to actually bring it into uh, conscious awareness that's that's a great story and that can be an inspiration to anybody that's that's uh, wanting to shift things around if you feel something inside you yeah that's great so you knew you wanted to help people but had no clue how that was gonna how that was gonna actually play out
0: yeah, no clue. I knew at that point I was really good. I loved to write, and I and I was at that point I was really terrible at proofreading. Now, just for whatever reason, but anyway, I used to proofread a lot of materials, so I knew I wanted to work with words. I wanted to write stuff, and, and and it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I, where I do it day in day out. But um, that was well, that was definitely a, a huge part of it. Uh, the personal tra- training part came a lot a lot later on. I did not think. At three hundred pounds, I would be helping people lose weight. That was definitely not in the picture, but you know, life works in mysterious ways, right? So,
1: yeah, that's a uh, that's that's just an amazing uh, step, and how you had a hint of it ahead of time. So how mm. uh, how was it that you start? Where did where did the confidence come from? I mean, where did your because now I mean I'm getting emails from you uh, for the Ben Settle show, and these <laughs> things are just filled with wit and confidence and. Uh, they're sharp and and cutting and you know, all kinds of stuff, but and ultimately inspiring. But I mean to, to be the person behind that voice takes uh you know, takes some balls for lack of a better term. So where did this confidence come from? Where did you uh where did this start to build up? And I suppose some of it's the weight coming off, but there's gotta be more to it than that.
0: Yeah, I definitely I definitely um think that in the past uh four Four or five years, the the um, the crotchety, as Ben calls it, uh, the crotchety side of me has is, is emerged, and I think it's yes, the weight loss, help but also building your um, and going through some of the financial uh, hardships that you do when you build a business. Um, that broadens your shoulders uh, a massive amount. I got divorced. I'm a single mom. I've got three, you know, three uh, budding businesses, and and this you have to just step up. You can do. You can step up, or you. And what, what is the choice going to be? And as soon as you make the choice to become a bigger person, you know, this is where the confidence comes in. you just, it's, it's, uh, you've got two options, right? And that's, that. I think I just took the confident, you know, balls, lady balls, as uh, John likes to call it, but yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you've got to have some guts if you're going to have your own business, I think so.
1: Yeah, definitely. So how, how did you end up, uh, how did you end up doing the, the, these daily emails and doing the emails for the, for the show? And now you're also running a pretty cool, uh, Facebook group, uh, that mm-hmm. I'm in as well. Yeah. That one, that's, that's just been, it, I see tons of people getting a lot out of it, like accountability, creativity, mm-hmm. uh, inspiration, just folks, it, it's really great just to log in and see what's going on in there. So how did that all come about? That's, that's really interesting too, cause, uh, you just kind of appeared on the, on the scene and, and, uh. It's been a delightful <laughs> discovery.
0: Well, um, about a year ago, maybe maybe not quite a year ago, uh, Ben put a request out for a announcer babe um, for his podcast, and um, I decided uh, that with absolutely no experience whatsoever, I was going to apply for this position, and um, and so I did. He sent the script out, and I probably did that script uh, close to a thousand times, in, in many different voices with. <laughs> I did, I was, I was, it was just totally nerve wracking and I recorded like 15 different versions, some of them being bitchy and some of them being happy and whatever. And, um, and I sent that over to Ben and I got chosen to be the announcer, babe. And, uh, and so I just, I I did the scripts and that was, and that was kind of that until a few months later, Ben then said, well, you know, do you want to write, um, the, the sales emails for the podcast list and, uh, and, he, and he'd been watching me he you know through Facebook and through his um, other Facebook group, he'd been watching my writing, and so he offered me this position, which I gladly took, and uh, that was probably it last November. and then we, we got on the topic of Facebook groups because I, I run a couple of them for the, for the fitness industry and um, and I, that's, it was just born you know born out of a love of watching people succeed. I mean, I love to watch people succeed. That's kind of what gets me off. And so when we put these challenges on in the Facebook group and I see the success, I want to do more. I want to offer more to that group. I want to have these people focusing on these little, you know, short term laser focused list building challenge or the 30 day challenge or, you know, it makes me, it makes me happy. So it's, I'm glad to be offering it.
1: Yeah, well, thank you very much for offering it too. It's definitely a boost, and uh, I've been inspired by it. And I know uh, other folks mm-hmm. that are in there. It just looks like it's uh, everybody's having a good time, and it seems really supportive, more supportive than yeah. most uh, things you see on on Facebook. Uh,
0: yes, and that's that's key for me. It has to be no drama, no you know, no big egos in there. Just just lots of support and lots of accountability.
1: Yeah, definitely very fun. So now, is that how you? Tell me a little more about how you do your, uh, your boot camps. So, you know, you're running these. Those, those are pretty interesting. I've seen folks at the parks, you know, working out and doing some of those. It seems to have picked up some steam in the last few years. Um, how, how do you do that? Or how did, how did that come about for you? I
0: mean, I've always, I've always had a, a studio. So I have a brick and mortar uh, location just outside Toronto. Okay. And um, this, is my second, this is the second uh, uh, brick and mortar location I have and um it's i want people to have a, a really good consistent schedule so we we offer about 40 classes a week that people can come to anytime and uh, i have personal trainers run the sessions i run the business and um and together we're just like this one big sickening fitness family like it's ridiculous the amount of motivation and inspiration that are in are in uh my boot camps there people are just so great so we just uh, they come to workouts they get a nutritionist applied to them every month and we just make people
1: healthy and strong that's that's excellent so you're saying you said 40 classes a week about are happening in there
0: Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah
1: yeah so any so uh, for folks listening then that's think about it you went from there there was you sitting at a desk wondering if you'd Mm -hmm. ever lose the weight and getting this realization you want to help people someday now, flash mm-hmm. forward to now. There's 40 classes a week. You're writing all these emails, running really su- successful groups, uh, and now your big project is this 10,000strong.com. You said right. This That's is right. what sort of yeah. the crystallization of the desire to help people. So, tell talk more about that. How did this come about, and what's your you know what's the passion behind this?
0: I am. Um... I have been running my personal training and bootcamp companies for approximately 10 years. So I've been, I've been doing this a while. And during that 10 years, I've had lots of coaching and, uh, and, I've, and I've seen a lot of people come and go. And the one thing that really sticks out to me is the female entrepreneurs in the fitness industry and how, how we have to run businesses. because And I, and I, I feel very strongly about this. As a, as a female business entrepreneur, we have a lot on our plates. Um, it's not a 50-50 balance in the home. The the women usually take on more responsibilities with the kids and you know getting the laundry done and doing the dishes and I know that sounds really prehistoric but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing a lot of still the, of the home life and the family life, and on top of that we're trying to run these successful fitness businesses. So the coaching, um, the the coaching, the ten thousand strong group coaching is designed for only women who are, um, you know, trying to run their households, but trying to also uh, become a very successful fitness business and make lots of money doing it. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been, I've had my family, I've had been married, I've been divorced, I've, I've moved forward as a single mom. And I think the story uh, that I've been through is, is very relatable. And I just want to, I just want to show women, you know, you can do this, you can totally do this. Let me show you how it's done.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you've got the background to, to demonstrate mm-hmm. it too. That's excellent. Yeah, it's a uh... It sounds like a really cool, uh, uh, cool program. So you're gathering, gathering women in there, and then helping them advance in their, uh, from different levels with their um, fitness professional businesses.
0: Yeah, we, I mean, we're, we're working on their marketing, we're, you know, we're teaching them shortcuts and th- things and what not to do. All the stuff that I did wrong, <laughs> I'll show right. someone, don't do that. It sucks. <laughs> and, uh, and, I mean, the focus is to get everyone up to six figures and beyond um, with their fitness businesses. And, and you know, the, the fitness industry is one of those shiny, you know, objects where we all sort of say, yeah, 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 we're totally making tons of money. But the overheads are huge in this industry. So, you know, what you make and what you take home are very different
1: yeah yeah I am sure, and then with well with your location, with equipment, employees mm-hmm. and marketing, everything, yeah it's got to add up pretty fast to have that uh, yeah, definitely well that's that's very impressive um, Thank you so are you are you originally from uh, the Toronto area, or did you move there from somewhere else?:
0: Yes, I actually decided when I was 18 years old in all of my wisdom that I was going to move to New York City by myself. Um, And so I I left England uh, at 18 and I became a nanny, a British nanny in New York. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't cut out for it, let me tell you. I think it only lasted six months. And then I moved actually to uh, Cleveland, Ohio, the big lights of Cleveland. And uh, from from Cleveland, I moved up to Toronto. So I've been around, as they say.
1: Well, I could understand the draw. Uh, Anything, I think anything north of the the border might be. Do a person a little better than Cleveland. Uh, don't mean to put anyone <laughs> yeah. down if they're living there now. I am not saying that, but uh, it just is cloudy Cleveland, so it? often.
0: It, yeah, well that so is England, so that wasn't a big, a right, big deal. Right. But Cleveland was a great uh, a great period of time for me because I went I went back to school and I became um, I became a really good student and I got very, very far. I got lots of scholarships and I and I, I did a lot of work for the community and I you know, all this cool stuff happened in, in Cleveland. Ah. Um, I didn't have much of a life outside of school, but it was, it was a very focused time for me. So it really did help, help me become very disciplined with my, with my learning and education.
1: Yeah, that's, that sounds excellent. Uh, and it all led you up to where you are now. And that's great. So what, what was this, uh, what, what, with the nanny job, what, uh, any, any horror stories that you want to share about that? How (laughs) did that, how did that play out? So you show up, you, you show up, uh, Mm And at that point there wasn't like you weren't meeting people on Skype or anything to see who they yeah. were. So did you just show up sight unseen?
0: Yeah, I just, I just showed up and it was this big house in the, sort of the suburbs and um, uh, God, it was just, there was no, first off I'm 18 years old. Uh, there's no TV in the house. And, I'm, and I, that was like, shocking to me like who doesn't have a tv in their house this is weird but uh (laughs) so as soon as I got some money together the first thing I bought was some it was a tv but actually I I think I got paid um 600 bucks a week the child was homeschooled um by yours truly with disaster Uh and I and I had the room I was uh basically the size of a single bed and one uh bedside table that was the while I was there so um, so it was a very um, interesting learning curve, and it was very lonely because, as you said, there's not many chances to meet people, and, um, and I, I didn't last very long <laughs> in that position. <laughs>
1: yeah, so where, where did you go from there? You, that's when you went to Cleveland and did the school thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, went, I, I, had, um, I met a guy. I met uh, my, one of my <laughs> ex-boyfriends uh, in New York. And I actually uh, moved to his home in Cleveland, um, and that's when I became a student, an honor, an honor student um, with very good grades because he was, he was a great guy. He was very, very intelligent, so I, you know, felt I had to live up to some expectations. So, yeah, <laughs> I moved to Cleveland. I became really smart, and, uh, and then about three years later, you know, that kind of fizzled, and, and off I went to uh, Toronto uh, after another guy, if you really want to know. That was another man. <laughs> that was my ex-husband.
1: <laughs> well, you know whatever it takes to get to get us moving. Uh yeah, I've had my share of uh my share of relationship journeys as well and they're they're just as valid as uh as any other purpose for moving yourself around the planet uh, as far as I can tell. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. I am a I'm a passionate person. I follow my heart and I tend to make big, bold, uh scary decisions when they come around and and that's how I ended up Moving around the world, and uh, and I think, and I, I mean, I've, I've I've valued every single one of those relationships because they have brought me to where I am today.
1: Yeah, excellent. Oh, that's beautiful. So big, big, bold, scary decisions. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, I can can relate. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Th- oh, this one looks like there's no turning back. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah, go forward. Yeah. I, I want to do that one. Yeah. Now, what was <laughs> it we're doing again? Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, see, uh, see what word is it? I always say yes. I'll always say yes. You know, it's like an opportunity comes along. I'll always say yes. And then, as Richard Branson says, you just got to figure it out along the way. And uh, and that's kind of my motto. You just have to say yes and, and see where it takes you.
1: Ah, that's excellent. So, any any words of advice for folks listening? Anybody that's trapped under their own, you know, three hundred pounds of inertia and sitting at a desk <laughs> wondering how they're going to bring that dream to life? What what would you say to those folks?
0: I'd say that. If you have a passion that is pulling at your heartstrings or there's something yearning um, inside that has been bugging you every day for a long time, you have to get off your butt and do something about it. You're going to go find people that, uh, that can help you or find people that can coach you or align yourself with a new group of people that will get you to your destination. Because if you sit in your, in your little cubicle for one more year, you're just going to start rotting away, and that is not Not what you cannot sit there and let your life rot uh, while you're sitting in it. It's just it's uh, very depressing. So go find the people that are going to help you get to where you want to be.
1: I can just feel the pain of that. The 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 inertia, just the the feeling of that feeling chained up inside, but not knowing uh, what to do or how to do something. But. uh, Uh, that's a great, yeah, that's a great piece of advice. A lot of people are terrified to go get, uh, help or to ask other people for help. And I'd imagine, um, for you, it must've been a big step then finally, uh, asking for and accepting help. But it sounds like you ended up running into people who were really cool and who weren't, you know, making fun and, and, uh, uh, being mean and holding you back. So I guess that, that piece of advice you're saying is just keep looking until you do find the people that are supportive and, and, uh. You know, yeah I mean,
0: try to find people that are going to be on um, a level with you that aren't trying to that aren't going to you know try to school you or be your boss you have to be on a, they have to be on a level with you, but understanding that you, it's a mutually beneficial relationship I think is important because I mean you've got to be careful who you, who you choose um, because you know but anyway every every situation that goes sideways is just another lesson, so really you can only you can only learn right
1: yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. If you, you know, it's an ultimately a failure just sitting there waiting and not expressing what it is you have to bring absolutely. to the world so that you instantly fail there. So then the trying means that at least there's a chance.
0: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I remember the first paycheck I got in the industry, in the fitness industry for two weeks of work was $60 and I had left my job and I had done, you know, I, I was just, I, I had a baby and I had, you know, the $60 paycheck and I thought at that time, oh my God, what have I done? This is the worst. This is the worst thing I've ever, you know, I left this cushy job, you know, lots of money to the, to get 60 bucks every two weeks, but the yearning and the passion was still inside me. So I just pushed forward anyway. And, uh, and it's done me well. So,
1: yeah, well, great work. It's, it's very inspiring. And I look forward to seeing your emails, uh, come through each day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm going to send a few folks here to 10,000strong.com uh, also to get on that list because there are folks, uh, some folks in the, who, are, who are listeners and then also some of their uh, friends and partners who can also benefit. So guys, if you're listening and you know anybody who's uh, the females in your life who are doing that kind of work, send them on over to 10,000strong.com.
0: Perfect. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, excellent. Well, I wish you uh, great success. Uh, in all your businesses and I do look forward to staying in touch and uh, would love to have you on the show again sometime
0: absolutely uh,
1: and maybe we'll get into some stuff about business and uh, and life and uh, and some of your, your more recent projects so uh, so again I thank you very much for coming on the show for sending out your daily emails and for doing everything you do it's, it's extremely inspiring
0: well thank you very much for having me it was a pleasure talking to you today
1: great Thank you very much, and we will uh, talk again soon. And not a single fuck was given that day. the fuck is that? the fuck is this? I am confused. Cow poop. Yes, I definitely stepped in cow poop. I hate nature. It is dangerous to go alone. Take this. Let me tell you why that is bullshit.